My Life as a Celebrity Lookalike is the real life telling of Stephen Sims' journey of looking like Jonah Hill from 2007 to 2010. This podcast has been created to share the unique story of looking like a celebrity lookalike. In no way has this podcast been created to disparage, humiliate, or destroy Jonah Hill. here we are here the final episode that's right josh the final episode of my life as a celebrity lookalike season one or forever we don't know what the hell how you doing i know i referred to this as our prom episode i feel like we get one last like slow dance together uh we're here for our eighth and final episode of the story of what it was like to look like jonah hill and we have a special guest with us today who we're going to bring in right away he's already here he's sitting in the green room Ladies and gentlemen, you might know him as Austin Scott, but I will forever know him as McAnal Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin, what's up, buddy? Hello, hello. That's a that's a term I like to uh, to not refer to myself as, but thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, uh, some people are listening to the podcast right now. They're like, "What the hell is Sims talking about? Why is he calling this guy McAnal Lovin?" Other I'm sure nobody knows. Here. Yeah, no one probably knows. But just I will fill them in right now. And this is what we're talking about in this episode, the big finale. Austin and I were in a movie together in 2000, came out in 2010. We filmed in 2009 called The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Yes, I still need to look at a piece of paper when I read it because it's the <laughs> longest title in the world. Um, you know, Austin, it's great to have you, man. How have you been? Dude, I love you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a while. Uh, I've been locked in my apartment during COVID, um, but uh, dude, I'm great. I'm fantastic. How are you? That's, I'm great too, man. It's really, it's good to see, you know, we haven't, you know, we obviously have had a, a year of no one seeing anyone, but there probably was another year or two before that since we, I mean, we talk quite a bit, but we don't, you know, even though we live like maybe like three miles from each other, we don't see each other that much. It's the, it's the LA way. <laughs> it's the LA way. Yeah. Like COVID was made for us because, you know, <laughs> now we have all of an excuse to stay home. I was telling the lovely Josh when we were coming up with the idea for this podcast, I was like, the last episode needs to have Austin in it. And it's not because Austin was in the 41 year old virgin with me, but we like, like buddied up. We were like buddy actors. Like we didn't know each other. We both were young. I was 26. You were probably what? 24, 25. You're a couple um, years younger how, than me. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 37. So yeah, I'm 35. So you're about right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there we go. So I did my research. Um, and it was just like a fun thing to do. You know, we were both working in the industry. We were both doing acting work. And I mean, everything from me, uh, Josh, I would pick up Austin because I don't think you had a car. I think you just had a skateboard. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I would pick him up and like, like at mid Wilshire and we'd drive up to like, like wherever we shot Chatsworth or wherever the hell these, like, these studios were All that we were in. Downtown, yeah. It was crazy. But, uh, but just to get Austin up to speed where we left off last week. Um, and I want to hear his side of this because not about me, but about him. Because, you know, we talked last week, Josh, that Daniel Francesi reached out to me. He told me about uh, the film. I didn't want to audition. I went on the audition. I bombed the audition. And then they called me that night and was like, 
we really want you to come back in because I left them a copy of Destroying Jonah Hill, the DVD. And I'm sure that's what made them like, this guy looks like him. Of course. He, he actually can act, but he's not good at auditioning. What, what the Boss hell? move, by the way. Boss yeah. Move. Yeah, boss you, move big, you big league them. You were just I, like... <laughs> You know what? I've I've reconsidered over the last three hours. I had some Arby's. I've calmed down and I've decided this isn't the career move for me. <laughs> I honest to God think I said something along the lines like, I don't want to make fun of the people that I look up to, like Apatow and them, which is like so ridiculous because it's like it goes back to what Daniel said in the Facebook message. This is how you like this advances your career in any way. And even though it didn't change my life, it kind of did in a way and made things more fun. And I, I literally told the uh, casting agent, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. No, thanks. And then maybe a day or two later, uh, Craig Moss, who directed the 41 year old virgin called me. And this is like, so Hollywood because <laughs> the director calls me, wants to take me to lunch and it's like, you know, you got your VIP public, treatment. I got VIP. I got VIP. And <laughs> I I mean, we ended up going to like a shawarma hut in Studio City, which is totally fine by me. That's more my speed. But it wasn't like we were at Musso and Frank's, like a scene in like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something. Canceled the sushi restaurant reservations. <laughs> he heads over and honks the horn. He, Sims comes out and he's like, we're getting shawarma, baby. Shawarma. It was great. But, but Craig called me and, you know, I mean... I never had a director call me before and say, Hey, let me take a minute and, and, uh, try to get you to be a part of this movie. So we had lunch, uh, long story short, I thought about it. And I think most of my friends were like, are you being stupid? Why you're going to, you could be in a movie. <laughs> like it's a straight to DVD movie where you play this guy that you've already played. Wait, what can I ask? Why wouldn't you, do what was the reason you actually were I think, and didn't want to do it? I honestly think, and I'm glad you asked. I think it was because, we did so much with Jonah Hill, like my crew and I, the years yeah. leading up to that, 2007, 2008. And there was like meeting Jonah Hill and like a lot of disappointment where I was like, why would I do this one last thing? But again, now as a 37-year-old who's been living in Hollywood for 13 years, 14 years, I know like you, you don't say no to anything. <laughs> like you, you don't. So I ended up taking the job on my 26th birthday, which is July 28th, 2009. And about two weeks later, we started filming. But I, before we get into the filming and how I met Austin and, you know, the adventures we had together, what was the process like for you, Austin? Like, how did you, did you have an agent? How did you find out about the movie? Yeah. So yeah, I had an agent and I, I the typical route I had audition and it actually was for the Michael Sarah part. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I went in for Michael Sarah and I, I read for that and they were like, yeah, all right. And I said, I said, oh, but you know, I did play a parody of McLovin last year. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, disaster movie with, uh, <laughs> with Kim Kardashian and Carmen Electra. Uh, check it out. And uh, so they checked it out and they brought me back for the callback for McLovin. And they were like, listen, or they, call, they told me before I came, they're like, listen, there already is a McLovin cast. They already cast him. Uh, and he's the guy that plays him in the trailer. Remember, did you get sent this this trailer that was like a, they kind of made it in the beginning. It was, uh, you know, essentially, you know, they filmed it for a pitch. Yeah, it had some, uh, you, I remember you telling me about it. It had someone else who like, who like parodied Steve Carell and not Brian Callen in it. Right. Yes. Was that true? Yeah. And that yes. I never saw that because I was like an NFL player that held out to like the first day. 
<laughs> you refuse to show up to camp. Yeah. So, so they call me back and I go back there and I'm literally at the callback and it's, and I'm at whatever that, uh, their place, silver nitrate on, in studio city. And it's just me and him. We're the only guys. Like they basically brought in him again, just to make sure and with me, you know? And so I hear him in there and I didn't see him yet. I hear the audition going on and I'm like, dang, this guy sounds pretty legit, you know, but like I can do this. And so he walks out and I'm like, damn, he does look like him. Cause I don't really look like him. You know what I mean? Like I kind of just so basically I go in there and I do the whole thing and I do exactly what I did in disaster. And I, yeah, I kind of hold my hand up like that. The little, you know, weak handed, you know, Christopher Mintz Plass. Yeah, and, you parodied him well. And Craig Moss just goes, <laughs> he stands up. He's like, that's great. So thanks, man. And that was it. I booked it. That's so funny. Like they, they retooled the cast for at least two of us at the very last minute. It seems like, yeah. because I'm sure there was other, I, I know when I went in on the audition, there was different versions of me sitting there. And, you know, at mm -hmm. that time, the, um, Jonah Hill was a very, popular breakdown at the time and mm -hmm. you know it was a lot of heavy set guys with curly jewish hair that were going out for <laughs> jonah hill so i'm sure they had another one but that's funny i did not know that because you know you don't look like christopher minsplas like but you have the ability to do his mannerisms really well and you have a, a build like him so it de definitely works i mean yeah, skinny i put on the glasses and then i do a little kind of haircut and i put on the the long build you know uh, <laughs> uh skirt button down and it's, it's in the vest i'm in how was what was disaster movie like i mean how long well, i mean i you probably told me when we worked together but like was disaster movie like you got flown somewhere for that didn't you it's one of those fun experiences of my life. <laughs> i literally got flown first class one of the only times i've ever been flown first class in my entire life uh to louisiana and got put up for a week in my own hotel room to film for literally four hours on a Friday. Uh, I, we basically sat, we, me and the guy that played uh, Jonah Hill, it was really funny because we became buds and like, yeah. it was only me and him in the scene. So we like really just were hanging out until it was our time to shine. And his name's Noah Harpster. And he's actually, um, he ended up, he's still doing acting stuff, but he ended up being one of the uh, top head writers and uh, supervising producers of Transparent. Oh, wow. And uh, then, like, basically wrote uh, the new uh, Maleficent movie for Disney with his writing partner. And he's just killing it. Um, so, you know, I'm saying, who knows what happens to some of these people in these parody movies? You know, like, who fucking knows? Either way, we're eating mud bugs. We're drinking beer, hanging out, playing poker the entire week. We finally go on set. We're eating lobster, eating steak. It's like a $25 million movie probably one of the worst movies that's ever been released in the history of cinema. <laughs> but Hey, you know, I got lobster out of it. I got a free trip to Louisiana, you know? And then you, if you, if I recall correctly, you went to like, see it at, at arc light in Hollywood and wasn't Kim Kardashian there with like some of her family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I remember these stories better than I remember my own stories. Can you imagine right now, Kim Kardashian going to the local cinema to catch the movie. She was, had a cameo in. The whole oh, crew, so funny. The whole crew, and at that point, she was, you know, no Kanye around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it, 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 that's a great example because it's like, where does people after a parody movie go? And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Where some of the our, our 
colleagues went, you know, beyond beyond <laughs> some of them. I mean, Randall Park is is Randall Park. And yeah. uh, but like even just Kim Kardashian, you know, she's in a parody movie. And now, you know, 14 years later, she's like the queen of America, you know, <laughs> just like the reality queen. It's, it's crazy. Insane. I thought that was great because on the Rotten Tomatoes page for 41 year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. Austin is credited, but you have no mention whatsoever. <laughs> you Austin has like second billing, like listed what? on the Rotten Tomatoes page. Austin usually yeah. does. Like when it was on like on demand years ago, it would always be like Brian Callen, uh, Norween DeWolf and Austin Scott. And I think it's because Austin had representation and had a little bit more going on for him. All I had was destroying Jonah Hill and farting dude. <laughs> well, farting dude is up there, but the moving, the movie info on rotten tomatoes reads as sex craze buddies, Stephen Kramer Glickman and Austin, Michael Scott try to help a middle-aged man, Brian Callen lose his innocence. It's so funny because I never had one scene with Stephen. <laughs> we never had one scene together. We weren't even best friends. I was best I've only seen the trailer and I knew that was inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But most of my scenes were with, uh, I mean, I had, we, we had scenes separate because you had scenes with uh, Officer Beat and Officer Yo Ass. And I only remember these names when I looked up the IMDb today. But uh, for anyone listening, Officer Yo Ass was played by Randall Park who was went on to actually be a part of like the Apatow crew and have his own series and do a lot of great stuff. So congratulations to Randall, but there was a few others in the cast that, I mean, and, and, and just to not snub myself and Austin, like we are, we are star, you know, production people, you know, we've rose to the unscripted world of television, you know, just behind the lens. What can I say? Onward. Hollywood over here. <laughs> we, we made ourselves onward to unscripted television. I mean, you, Austin, you got some great editing credits. And just so anyone knows, Austin is a fantastic editor. And I know you're you're trying to break into the scripted a little bit, as we all are. Um, but you you you've worked on some really cool stuff as an editor, including Lego Masters. Yep. And you're uh, editing an Emmy nomination for that. Big fan of Lego Masters, personally. Mass Singer, yeah. Mass, first yeah, season. I mean, you got like Emmy nominated shows under your belt, and again, that's why it's like. You look at like this list on IMDb of everyone who was in the 41 year old virgin and some went on to be great actors. Some, you know, the guy who played who ended up playing uh, Michael Sarah, Stephen Nichols, who knows where he is. Um, but it's like, you know, Austin and I went a different avenue. We're behind the scenes and we both work for Emmy nominated shows. And it's just it's kind of interesting to see where people net out. But like, yeah. you know, I don't know what. Stephen Kramer Glickman's up to. I know he had his Nickelodeon show, but I just realized before we got on this pod, and I'm going to say her last name wrong, even though I hear it every Saturday night. Melissa Villa Sonora from SNL. She was in our movie. Oh yeah, isn't she like on SNL or something? She's on SNL. She played <laughs> the Sarah Silverman character in our movie. She clearly won. <laughs> yeah, she won. Yeah, so I Brian think- Callen. Let's not, let's face it. Definitely did not win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, Brian Callen. You know, we won't we won't go into detail, but he definitely lost. And if and if you've been following Brian Callen in the last ten years, not good. Also, side note, totally snubbed me in an airplane and a, <laughs> on an empty airplane too. It wasn't a crowded airplane. It was an. Oh, I'm still pissed about it. It was like an early morning tell. flight, and like we were both, we weren't even in first class. We were both in like in whatever's in between first class and like 
business. back. Yeah, we were in like the business. We were right near each other. And I go, hey, Brian, how's it going? Good to see you. Snubbed the hell out of me. Just looked out the window. Totally nothing. He like, totally would. What a dick. I mean, how often do you, does he really get recognized outside of LA? So you got the part. Uh, you got the part. And then we met. I think the first time we met was there was like a, not a table read, but like a little, there was something, everything was in Studio City. Was that the one Sportsman's was, Lodge. Sportsman's Lodge. Austin, and how did you get to set the first day? Did you skate to set the first day <laughs> oh, before you get wrangled you know, into so picking you up? Because, because when I was younger, I, uh, I was horrible with like car things. And I got, uh, I feel like, oh okay, yeah, I forgot. Okay. So I had parking tickets and I couldn't afford to pay the parking tickets. So then I had, then I had the the registration and I couldn't pay the registration without paying the parking tickets. So then I was like, everything was kind of piling up, snowballing. And then, and I was delivering food. So it's like, you would think I would actually take care of my shit because I'm driving for a living, but I wasn't. And, you know, I was just uh, reckless. And so I get pulled over one day and they're like, Hey, your license is suspended. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, well, you didn't pay your parking tickets and then you didn't pay your registrations. Now your license is suspended. I'm like, God damn it. And they're like, well, yeah, so we're going to take your car. And so I got my car impounded by LAPT. <laughs> car sat in impound. And uh, that for about three years, I had the sus- license suspension issue to deal with. So I skated around LA, taking the subway and skateboarding. And I would show up to these editing gigs and I would be get they'd, they'd be like, bro, we're paying you like 3,500 bucks a week and you can't get a car. I'm like, I have a light, a suspended license, but I normally would just, tell, I normally would, I would learn to tell people, I'd be like, oh, I like to go green, you know, take my skateboard, take this out. <laughs> and they're like, wow, props. Good guy. <laughs> I specifically remember you asking me, I remember we were at the sportsman lodge and we all met for the first time and we were doing our scenes and you said, Hey, do you think you could pick me up? And I, and I actually lived near you because I lived in that big, party house what we called the compound totally. uh right over like, below, it was like yeah there. right yeah. below a couple streets below where you lived yeah. so I, I but i remember my first thing being like oh god you know this la guy doesn't have a car like what is going <laughs> i gotta pick him up but like how much fun did we have like just driving to set in the morning and like oh, yeah. it, it's just like i think i was thinking about it today before we got on and i was like it was just really like because I remember a couple times, I think you even came back to like my house and we hung out and we smoked and just chilled and like just had a fun time. And like it was just a really cool moment. And again, it, it's like it only took like a week, Josh, for me to realize why was I saying no to this? <laughs> I'm surprised it took more than a week to film. It took a month, I think. It took a month, right? Three it was or four a, weeks. It was longer yeah. kind of than I thought. And I was like, dang, like this is chill. Like I'm getting paid to like have fun and like jump in shit. And it was great. Yeah. We had trailers with trailers. We had trailers. I mean, now they weren't the star wagons that you see, <laughs> you know, around <laughs> town, but they were the honey wagons. If you, if you know, if you don't know what that is, look up honey wagon versus star wagon. But we, we <laughs> definitely had trailers, which again was cool because like you show up to your trailer and, and you know, Austin might've knew this, probably knew this more than I did because you know, have his stint on disaster movie and some, you know, you were doing acting when you were younger, but like I show up and there's a gift basket for me. And then like, you know, I show up with all my lines ready, Josh, ready to go. I don't realize like in movies, you just learn your lines when you're in between scenes. (laughs) (laughs) You walk on set reading. Yeah. Yeah, You literally have so much time to just sit there and learn lines. And like, it was just a good, it was a good time. And so Austin and I are in our early and mid twenties. We're about to play Jonah Hill and McLovin 
in the 41 year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it, which at the time was called Slumdog Virgin because mm, there was some parodies of Slumdog Millionaire in there and that just came out a couple months before. And it was cool too because the ADs were really cool and I know we're all still friends on Facebook. It was a cool crew of just like, you know, Hollywood in general is like a bunch of misfits, but it was a really fun crew of of different people and, you know, Matt and Jason and Brian were the ADs and they were really great and it was fun and I, I don't know. Like I was trying. I haven't watched it in a while. I know it's on Amazon Prime now. I might. Is it? It is. Celebrate. Well, I guess it, <laughs> it asked me the question. Like, I, do you still get residual checks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I just didn't want to. Let me whip out my my latest one. Hold on one second. I just got one the other day. I'll yeah, show I got you guys. This is huge. Huge. A dollar and four cents. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny because. <laughs> mine i got mine the other day because it's whatever quarter one of you know whatever it is however they do it but uh mine was probably like 26 bucks and the only reason mine is more because i had you had i had no representation like i i think i (laughs) every everything that i get a residual check for is just something that i just cold signed without like understanding what it was and it kind of played in my favor Because you don't have to make it, you don't have to give a cut to anybody. I don't give a cut to anyone. I'm you know like, what the thing is? No, that's not true though. Because residuals. Um, oh, you know what? You know what? This this isn't even for. This is for another show. <laughs> <laughs> that's for disaster movie. That's for for disaster, disaster movie. movie. Disaster this is actually movie. for yeah. my stint on iCarly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah iCarly. Tell us a little bit. What other acting now? Do you, are you still acting? I mean, I know you're working as an editor full time and Emmy nominated editor. Appreciate it. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm not. Well, I have an agent still technically. Uh, I went on a technically Corona audition technically three days ago, but, uh, <laughs> so I'm Hollywood, don't. I'm not acting anymore, but I went on an audition three days ago. I, I normally don't. I like, and I haven't booked anything for a while and I don't try. Um, I don't care. Um, editing's great. Uh, and it's keeps me super busy. It's super consistent. I basically work every day of the year if I want. Yeah. Um, so I don't, uh, yeah. Uh, what have I done? That's, I think any anybody who has seen my work will have probably seen the Skittles Newlyweds commercial on YouTube. Yes, I knew you when you made that. And yes, and that, that was, was, that was so probably good. my biggest hit, I would say, even bigger than 41-Year-Old Virgin or Disaster Movie. Because that's been seen, I would say, a good 50 million times around, you know, uh, between the amount of times people uploaded it and da- you know, downloaded it, uploaded it under a new handle and all that kind of stuff. Austin was doing, well, you were doing like different commercial spots and stuff for a while. Uh, yeah. And commercials and, you know, Kia chase, random kind of stuff, you know, that you just, you know, filler. I was in one. I was in, I can't remember what was it for Tom, Tom. I was the break free commercial. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know the thing that I, that I actually, Oh, so yeah, I would actually film my own stuff. Sometime. Yeah. You were doing do, your own producing your do own video contests and stuff. And we made, me and you made a great, uh, I want to break free. I remember the break <laughs> free. Yeah. Cool. You, I remember that. Yeah, Austin produced and directed that. And, you know, I didn't, again, coming from only acting as a child and not coming to LA to act, I didn't have a big reel or anything. I had farting dude. I had my own movies. And then like, so something like the break free commercial was huge. And I, at the time my agents like loved it because it was such a great piece and really showed like, my personality. So I, I really always appreciated that. And yeah, you have to check out the Skittles commercial. I forgot about that. I mean, you were like known <laughs> as like the Skittles groom for a while on the internet, yeah. right? Because it was the bride and groom bit. 
Is that it got a huge thing, and they like Australia had a they had some big show about it, and it was like an ad show, and they talked about it, did a whole segment on you know disruptive advertising and how you know independent filmmakers are coming in and like making these ads, and nobody knows if it's a real ad or not. And it's just like that's it wild, made a little man. Stir for sure. That is really wild. Uh, just search Skittles Newlyweds. You'll find Skittles it. Newlyweds. And then Josh. you know what? You really, if once you see that, you really have to search Reese's Pieces Love Child. <laughs> that's the that's the sequel. That's the sequel. I didn't even know there was a sequel. This is oh, like, you'll die. Two part wild. Um, full full uh, v, VFX. You'll love it. So after you know, so we did forty one year old virgin, and we had some fun scenes together. I don't want to graze over the filming. Like we did, um, you know, we of course had the Mc. McLovin, um, the the getting the booze scene. I think yep. you did that. We were I was there that day. Booze flying everywhere, uh, Mentos and Coke. Yeah, and, and you you got to do some fun stunts, like you like you said earlier. You you fell into a big bucket of poop or a big portage on a poop. Yeah, it was like it was a parody of the Slumdog Millionaire scene when he jumps in the uh, the outhouse, uh, you know, the mud, the poop pit. Yeah, I uh, end up. <clears throat> Fun fact, I end up getting murdered at the end of the 41-year-old <laughs> Most people don't know because you don't make it that far into the movie. And it like and also, if I remember correctly. We didn't die too. I, I think we both die, but I think, I think our characters like, <laughs> like I halfway thought only through, you died. <laughs> the super bad characters like disappear halfway through, and then we come back at the end and die. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I'm sure most people I know that were watching it because they knew me maybe stopped it before I died, but I definitely died <laughs> in the end. Um, and, but we, yeah, we had a lot of fun filming it and it was like, I really loved working with Craig and you're still, you still talk to Craig, right. And still do some work with him. Every once in a while, you know, what's funny is I, the whole time we were on that, uh, I was in his ear that I was an editor. And then, and I also told him numerous times on set that I was like, listen, I was like, I love your work. I love your comedy. You're so weird. I was like, you know, um, What's his name? I can't remember his name. Now. Oh, uh, you know, you know, Clint Howard, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I said, I want to be your Clint Howard, Craig. <laughs> and he, said, he said, okay. And so literally the dude put me in like four of his movies as like, like with like one or two lines. And it was, I just loved it. Like he's such a good dude. You know, I was in like badass with Danny Trejo and I was in uh breaking wind. I was as one of the noob vampires. And, and so on breaking wind, I was like, he was finally like, Hey, listen, I might be able to, you might be able to edit this. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you want to do it? Would you want to do it? I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, let me, let me do it. And I was I, at that point, I wasn't even really like a real editor. I was like yeah. an assistant editor so and I was like, shift, really yeah. you know, hungry. And so I edited breaking wind on my little iMac at home in Koreatown for like a month and sent him the cut and he's like this shit is amazing like this is amazing i was like dude i literally broke out breaking wind the twilight movie and i literally just like shot for shot was doing yeah they which shot makes it. a great parody that makes yeah. a great parody so like, yeah i got to edit um, the movie for him so i've definitely like worked with him a few times for sure he's great dude. yeah i didn't know you edited it that's really cool like uh because craig's a really great guy and i mean even going back to him just like taking the time to court this no-name loser named me <laughs> just to get in his movie and buy me shawarma that was really nice of him to do i'm sure you knew this i don't know if you saw it but you know i i don't do any acting anymore either but if they call hell i'm available i'm like bill murray you just call the number and i'll answer if i want and 2016 i was producing for uh american ninja warrior and i got a random phone call from central casting and i was like oh 
wonder what this is about. Like, is <laughs> like, what did I do? And, uh, it, it ended up, I ended up being in a David Wayne movie where I played Stephen first who played flounder in animal house. And I got to parody animal house, which is like That's one of right. my favorite movies. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. I remember, that was a really cool movie actually. Really fun. And I, again, probably like disaster movie. Like I was on set a couple days, but like my big scene was this stunt scene. And if anyone's seen animal house, which you should, uh, if you haven't, it's when flounder at the end, it goes, Hey, Niedermeyer. And he has the seltzer bottle and then it blows up. So I got to do a stunt. So I was like upgraded to like the cast <laughs> And get residuals for that shit too. Damn, that's <laughs> sick. You know, um, Chris Spencer, he, he's an underrated dude, but he played Officer Beat. And dude is like one of the b- biggest writers in uh, in LA. I mean, he's he has been killing it for years. He, he actually created uh, that show, Real Husbands of Hollywood, with you know Kevin Hart and all them. He's one of the f- creators of that show. He writes for like the Academy Awards and stuff too. I saw like yeah. I mean, he's just like a, he's a very popular writer. And totally. we talked about Randall Park, who you might not know Randall Park by his name, but I mean you know him from his show. Um, I mean I think he's in Wandavision now. I haven't watched it yet. Are you serious? Awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Wandavision. Uh, he's he's a star of Fresh Off the Boat, and you know other movies that he was in. He played um, Kim Jong Un in the oh, interview, yeah. which was so good. So it, good. it just he's an Ant Man. I mean he's just he's he was in Veep as Danny Chung. Like he just he just did has a really great career. Uh, and I remember when we were filming, he was getting married, and his wife also has a fantastic career. I can't remember her name, but she's on Friends from College and a couple other shows that I've seen. Huh. And uh, so it's it's kind of cool to like look back and see you know like it is true like hard work pays off. And Norween DeWolf, you know she's she's doing really well, and she's married to Ryan Miller, who's a ice hockey player. And I don't know, you know, it's so funny. I was just thinking about it, and then just sitting here thinking about Chris. Chris, actually, there's several scenes of Steve. I'm sure that you know that I did without you. And there's yeah. a couple of scenes with just Officer Beat and Officer Yo Ass, and I got to you know ride around a, a stunt police car and do all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, Chris actually picked me up a couple times. Oh, oh! <laughs> ride. I was like, Chris, you live around me. <laughs> <laughs> you. That's probably because I was like, I'm not on those days, Austin. I can't think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, so a lot of names came out of the film, and we had a lot of fun. Um, it's just been kind of neat to watch everyone's career and, you know, I guess, you know, things wrapped up with us in the 41 year old virgin with, uh, you, you did a year later, it came out June, 2010. And I, I think you and I think you and Ashley both came to the, 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 the screening party. we had at the compound. Yeah. We had, uh, yeah. we had two big TVs and then we had a moon bounce set up in the backyard and it was, I definitely uh, remember the moon bounce. Yeah, was the moon bounce was there. Was that the and, official uh, release? Was that the official <laughs> cast release? That was that was it, man. That was it was fun. It was fun. And we um Josh, do you remember hearing or seeing about the 41-year-old virgin? Because this is the questions. I have some questions for you actually as a as a as a let's just say a fan. I remember I certainly have memories of it where I saw it for sale explicitly, but when it first came out, uh, I went out of my way to watch your scene, uh, which is the, you know, the molester scene. Yeah. Miscast where, you know, Brian should have been, but still uh, <laughs> the way that it plays out with Chris Hansen in that scene. And uh, you kind of have a stunt where you get tackled on the lawn a little bit. You get a little physical and, he um, farts. <laughs> yeah. and you become farting dude again. <laughs> yeah. Always goes back to farting dude. 
<laughs> you know what'll be great? We'll get him to fart again. Perfect. <laughs> you know what he's um, known for? He farted into a canister. <laughs> you know, yeah. Answers. 2008. But I felt like where it was kind of, you know, a sketch kind of built movie, uh, I just felt like that was the pinnacle the, for me as a fan. So that was the only bit of it I really ever the saw. Individual sketches within the parody story. Yeah, I get, yeah, I, get what I don't know that. so much the overarching story other than <laughs> yeah. the title. <laughs> and that, I think that and Steven's uh, There Will Be Blood moment. I think we're, we're top ranked in my opinion. Also my, my scene with the uh, stripper where I got to motorboat her boobs. Oh yeah. Was that Puma Swede? No, Puma Swede was uh, in the, 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 the cocktail lounge scene. And this one was some sort of, you know, uh, disturbed, uh, extra turned, uh, upgraded, uh, had some fake boobs and was, you know, pushing 50 and, uh, you know, I don't know. God bless her. I God imagine God Puma Swade's rate was probably her. three we times yours. You <laughs> found her stripper. Oh, here she is. You found her? Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Let's see here. Uh, I would be, I Diana Turanova. Oh, didn't ring a bell. She was in Get Him to the Greek as a lap dancer in Vegas. Of course she was. And she has been working primarily as... <laughs> She's an animal wrangler. She's an animal wrangler now. She was the spider wrangler on Knives Out. The what? <laughs> That's a career turn. Literally wow. in 2014, she started becoming an insect wrangler, then the animal wrangler. Again, it's crazy, and, and this is just you know this podcast is a great example of like what just happens in Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, one day you're playing McCain 11. Next thing you know, you're nominated for a show for an Emmy that you edited in your house. You know, it's just nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, we had some fun times, Austin. We really did. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, you'll go back to Josh. I, I remember people like reaching out, like with pictures of it being like, you know, on, on the shelves at Family Video or like the one place where it seemed to always show up was the Walmart bargain bin. Um, oh, yeah. That's what I when I was. $5. Yeah, $5. When I was researching things and looking into it, of course, when you watch the trailer on YouTube, as I hope everybody goes out and does uh, at the end of it, it prompts you to, you know, watch on YouTube. And so I just wanted to see what YouTube is charging for it, because I know what Sam Walton charges and it's ten dollars through youtube so i want to encourage everybody to head out once it's safe and buy a physical copy um all right so now here we are uh, a decade plus later we know austin's editor did after the 41 year old virgin did you go on to do any other bigger acting roles besides the few stuff you did with craig the answer is no all right. Well, then we're in the same boat. <laughs> well, we got those residuals. Um, you, can, you can look up my IMDb. Basically, every single thing after uh, the 41-year-old virgin was the minor roles I speak of in Craig's movies. Never again on a movie poster? Because I know Sims has the artwork still hanging because you know, his mug oh, is right there. Yeah, he's right on there. I'm, a, I'm like... I'm disguised on the ID card, so I'm not really trying to hang that in my. <laughs> yeah, you're dr- dressed up as an old Jewish man. <laughs> well, the story behind why I have that poster, and it's not even a poster, was my buddy Mike Roach, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago. Him and I were at a Subway restaurant eating lunch, and it was like a month before this came out, so May 2010. 
and someone was reading the trades magazine and on the back cover of the trades magazine was the 41 year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it coming June 10th to DVD. And I was just like, I dropped my cheesesteak was like, holy shit, that's me. Because no one told me that I was going to be on the cover. I didn't do a special photo shoot for it. It was right. like they did it like how I did my movies. I just took a screen grab from post and <laughs> cut it out in Photoshop. It really is. It's all just the three of you overlaid. <laughs> if if you want to check out the 41-year-old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall, who felt super bad about it, full title of a parody movie that myself and Austin Scott were in in 2010, you can find that uh, on Amazon Prime. It's also been known to be on MTV2 and Stars, so I don't know. Check your local listings. Does anybody uh, have MTV2 anymore? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Is it Does on anybody MTV? have MTV anymore? I'm surprised it's not on MTV7 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, you know, Josh, you got any questions for myself or Austin? No, I know that Austin went on to to work with it, but Steve, this was really it until for you, until the National Lampoon's gig, wasn't it? Like as far as features i gotta look at my imdb as well <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't remember me, your cameo in breaking I, wind i don't remember if i was in breaking wind or not you showed up as farting dude in breaking wind like austin i went on to have a production career uh not editing more in the field but uh no i yeah my next feature was a few don't stupid gesture because i was in short films that friends of mine directed uh, goodbye Simon and best of both worlds. But I, I didn't really, I didn't, when I got the agent out of all this, it was like, I felt like I was always going on Wiener Snitchel commercial auditions <laughs> and Disney movies or Disney TV shows. And I never got anything, but again, I never was great at auditioning. Everything that I'm in, it usually has just been like, Hey, we saw you in this. Can you do it? I mean, it's like I have car blanche for someone that shouldn't have car blanche to be in this garbage. <laughs> like, like when I thanked David Wayne at the rap party for a feudal and stupid gesture, I was like, thanks for having me. He probably was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why is this guy up here making a speech? <laughs> yeah, why is he up here making a speech? But, uh, well, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, Austin, you're here. To, you're here at the end. This is the end of the pod. I'm so, I'm so sad for you guys. I'm so happy to see your face. Well, I think, you know, what's funny is uh, I just wanted to drop this as uh, just, you know, because we always thought the 41 year old virgin who not, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, was such a long title. It's not even Craig's longest title. What's Craig's and longest, longest title? title? It would go to the movie. I actually was at a very small part in uh, actually I had a really funny scene with an actor named Danny Woodburn. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. And he's a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. He played Mickey and, in Seinfeld. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's in, he's literally in so many movies. He's just crazy how amount of things he's in. But had this really we- terribly weird scene with him where we're basically <laughs> like who I don't know. It was so random. But basically, I'm like the uh, camera guy for a ghost kind of like hunter uh, company or whatever, and he's like the the preacher guy that rids your house or the exorcist, you know, whatever that rids rids your house of the ghosts. And so I show up with him and we have this brief scene where, you know, he says what's up or whatever. And then like later on in the movie, we're like in bed, like just like casually lying, like, like, like propped up in bed, eating popcorn, watching a movie, like, watching like a Kung Fu movie. And, and we have this bucket of popcorn and I, I reach my hand into the popcorn and I like look at him and he's like, that's my penis. 
<laughs> what? Yes. That happened on set? Did you call HR? This is, this, is, this is literally the line that Craig wrote in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? Was that 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with the devil inside the girl with the dragon tattoo? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Gosh, geez. That one is a long title. Isn't it? You know what's so funny, actually, just reminded me, because I'm credited as Groom slash Roger Dodger. Now, Roger Dodger was the character I just spoke of. However, Craig needed extra content. This is what we ran into with Breaking Wind. We The movie was too short. <laughs> we, we edited it down. And we're like, this fucking movie needs like five minutes of content to even break like 90 minutes. What do you do? What do we do? It? And so... In Breaking Wind, we added all these viral videos at the end of these all these Twilight, crazy Twilight fans. And if you watch the movie at the credits, there's all the, – and that was what it was for. It was to fill out the movie. Mm-hmm. And 30 Nights ran the same issue. So he actually uh, – I don't know what we call it – licensed the Skittles ad <laughs> that we talked about before. And I'm sure it's it's either in the beginning or the end, but it's it's in it's in the movie. Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. That actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that actually reminds me of one thing that we forgot to talk about with the 41-year-old virgin. They had a EPK team at the time that was electronic press kit. I don't know if that's still called that. They did a whole like little BTS documentary on making the movie, which was, if you get the DVD, is worth watching. But on the DVD and only available on the DVD is a thing called Being Jonah Hill. And they made a little short about me looking so much like Jonah Hill. And they wanted to license Destroying Jonah Hill, Josh. Well, if you remember when we watched Destroying Jonah Hill a couple weeks ago, it's riddled with with licensed music and billboards that Sony owns. And things you didn't take the time to look. Yeah, and McDonald's getting angry. So I told them all this. I was like, listen, I made this in 2007. We didn't get anything, clearance for anything. They're like, that's fine. We can replace the music. It's just the billboards are going to be hard. So I was on emails with like Sony lawyers trying to get clearance for these billboards that we never got. So if you have a DVD of the 41-year-old virgin, on it is a segment DVD bonus called The Bean Jonah Hill. And they show clips of my short. But it's so awful because the most... The best part of destroying Jonah Hill was when I see the sign of Jonah Hill, but it's all blurred out. So you don't know what I'm looking at. So check that out and uh, make sure to check out the 41 year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall felt super bad about it. Eat some shrooms, watch it, smoke some weed, smoke some, definitely smoke some weed. But I would recommend shrooms or acid as well. Um, uh, Austin, just want to thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, you seem like you're doing well. You look well, and you sound Appreciate even better. It. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> my voice has been known to lure in many. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote before we end this podcast? Uh, you know, I don't like to plug my stuff, but uh, check out Master Chef on Fox. That's, That's right, Master Chef on Fox. That's good. All right, Austin's in. Like, good luck, man. I really hope like Breaking Wind isn't your only scripted credit. 10 years it will be no i'm destined for bigger and better things i've uh, i've conquered unscripted programming and i'm ready to make the transition yeah we should talk because i'm trying to make a feature and i have been for like six months now and i don't want to edit it myself so no you don't you do <laughs> i definitely don't uh joshua larkin you have been an honor and a privilege it's been an honor and a privilege to do this podcast with you and i just want to thank you josh for bringing the podcast game into my world and thank you so much for listening to these war stories over the last eight episodes. 
I appreciate the opportunity and you bringing a humble boy from Yinzer Pittsburgh into the glitz and glamour of your Hollywood lifestyle and introducing me to you know, Hollywood actresses and the Clint Howard of the Craig Mossiverse and all these amazing people that have joined us on our journey. And I hope whatever the future brings that everybody finds that successful, that thing that they fit in with. Not all of us are breaking wind. Not all of us are farting, dude, for our whole lives. There are always things that we are destined to do in the future. Absolutely. Wow. Well said. Profound. Profound. And as for the future of this podcast, there might be another season. You never know. But there may not be. And knowing me, there probably won't be. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, in all seriousness, this has been a blast. I'm glad I could be a part of it. Thanks, thanks, buddy. I'm so happy that. you were here, Austin. Josh, I've been a pleasure sharing these stories with you. If you want to find any more information on me, uh, that's simstvproductions.com. And you can just pretty much relive these stories and these adventures on that website. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steven Sims, along with Josh Larkin and Austin Scott. This is My Life as a Celebrity Lookalike. Thank you, and bye for now. <laughs>